Hey, welcome to the Grey's Talk Pod, the podcast where we celebrate the weird, wonderful and wacky elements of Grey's Anatomy on TikTok. Welcome back to the Grey's Talk Pod. We've had a couple of weeks off. It wasn't expected, but it was probably needed. I threw myself all into this podcast. I was constantly trying to sort things for it and I probably overloaded myself a little bit too much. This was actually filmed just after um, the first episode was meant to come out that I missed. So this was filmed on the Friday and I just could not bring myself to edit it. It was meant to come out on the Saturday and then things just didn't quite go right. Um, and Lex, who is on this week, wanted to do a takeover, but she wasn't available to do the takeover that weekend. And then things just kept going wrong. And we are back. Um, it is a much shorter episode. Um, it's definitely not quite as long as my podcast would normally be. But at the same time, I don't want everyone expecting that this is going to be an hour-long podcast every time. This episode will probably be about 30 minutes. Um, and I do hope that you enjoy it, despite the fact it's shorter. Um... If you want to be on the podcast, please do reach out to me. I have episodes I need to film, but again, it's about scheduling for me. I do work a full-time job. I literally am recording this while I'm working. But if you want to be on the podcast, reach out to me. Let's get our schedules aligned and let's fit you in somewhere because I am happy to talk to anyone and everyone on this podcast. Um... I don't really have much more to say before this episode starts, so enjoy, and I'm sorry you've had to wait so long. So, just for the listeners, obviously, I do this every week. Um, do you want to quickly introduce yourself? Recording. <laughs> I'm Lex. Um I am a big fat lesbian. I have an edit TikTok. Um, it's called. Well, you might know. I've had so many fucking usernames. It's actually a problem. I was McFruity Fightmaster. Then I was. Can't remember. Now I'm Katie Strick's house because I'm a Harry Styles fan and Katie Strick fan. So I thought I'll combine the two. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, do you remember? the first video you had that got like major views yeah what that was yeah um what can it be any video just in regards to any any video is fine um yeah so i went to see harry styles and i videoed because i was watching it from my hotel room and then i put the video up and then I came back to my phone and it was like 4.5 million views. And I was like, oh my fuck. Um, and then I also had an edit page, but I fucking lost the account details. Tragic. Um, and I did a Schmidt edit and it got like 500k views and I was living my best life. I was wow. like, this is famous. 
that is. But, honestly, get me on the red carpet. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. When did you first start watching? I started watching Grey's when I was in hospital. And I had, funnily enough, that's so funny, watching Grey's in hospital. I was in hospital for a long time. And me, mum and dad couldn't come visit me because, you know, COVID and all that shizzle. So I started watching it then and it was just, yeah. And I had a lot of time where I wasn't allowed my phone and I was just with staff members. And I just watched it on my iPad and couldn't stop watching it. And then when Derek Shepard died, I had like some mad... Oh, I was so sad. I'll never get over that. <laughs> Can't believe it. Oh, so affected. That I'm so affected over Derek Shepard's death. So that's when I started watching it. Would you say that's when you, that was the death that most affected you? I don't know, because it's very controversial. But, like, I think, like, Lexi and Mark, those deaths really affected me. But Derek, for some reason, I was just fucking hysterical. Like, I was literally scream crying the place down for five hours. And it, the staff was like, it's a fictional character. And I was like, I know. And you know, when Meredith's like, you can go, Derek. Oh. oh. I've done so many it. edits with that scene. Oh, that gets me so affected. But, like, I think Lexi's death probably affected me more. But, like, for me, like, the death that most affected me was Andrew's. Oh, yeah, that was sad fun. That was Andrews, really and then going into the world of stations, Dean's nearly killed me. Oh, don't Anna! And also, when Dale dies in private practice, absolutely oh, not. No, 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 no. I can't. I physically can't. I wasn't too oh. bothered by Pete, but Dale. Oh, I was so sad at Pete. <laughs> I know Dale just like with Betsy and everything, and oh no. Oh, it was so sad. It was. It was absolutely. The question I have Ooh. is, do you have any predictions for season 20? <sighs> do you know what I'd quite, I'd quite like to happen? And I, I don't know how people are going to feel about this. But in my head, right, if he wasn't going to bring Timelia back, Mm -hmm. I would be fine with Katerina leaving the show as in, like, Amelia is going to be with Kai because then I would just feel some kind of peace in my heart that Amelia has finally got happiness. Yeah. Um, predictions. Well, if Teddy dies, I will heat myself. Oh, I'll be so sad. But I don't think she will die. But still. No, I don't think and so. Also, I feel like they're going to progress more with uh, the Leo storyline and mm -hmm. the gender stuff. I hope um, so. Yeah, me too. So you're saying that they're not going to kill Teddy? Don't think so, but I'll be really angry if they do. And then do you have any Station 19 predictions for this series? Um, I'd like to think Marina has a baby. Oh, I would very so much like Marina to have a baby. That would make me very happy. We'll definitely have to see how things have changed come January when we oh, finally yeah. know what's going on. Oh, I'm so excited.
because obviously we do, and I say this almost every episode, we support the writer's strike on this podcast. I feel like the person I want to talk to you about most... Oh, I'm so excited. I don't know who this is going to be. Is Katie. Oh. I love because so much. You've had your Katie call and a cameo. I've had so many cameos. And I had the absolute joy of meeting her in person. Oh, I'm so jealous. I hope that happens one day. It will. It will happen for you because Katie has already said she is open to doing more cons now. But what if she doesn't? I'm just like, what if? I know that Dreamette have said she's not a priority. Well, she is for me. She is a priority. I think when they realise how many people actually want to love her. Oh, she's the best. She is. She's such a lovely human being. I'm so. I just. I just remember walking up to her at con, mm-hmm. um, for my auto and my selfie, and mm-hmm. being like, "This is going to sound really weird, mm-hmm. but my name's Lauren and I'm a sad bitch." <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? I was like, "I'm wondering if you remember that," and she was like, "Of course I do." <laughs> oh my and god! We- I would cry. Yeah, um, we just talked about it for a while, like just for a couple of minutes, and then we took a selfie. And then I went, I went and I messaged the McSad bitches, and I was like, "She remembers us." (laughs) And um, I then went back for my photo shoot, Mm -hmm. and I was like, "My friends are kind of in awe that you remember us." And she told me that that was when she said that we were unforgettable. Because obviously oh. she said that to you, but for slightly different reasons. I love that. She's just, she's got such a special plate, 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 plate in my heart because, yeah, times were very rough in my life for a few years and I I just felt very seen and oh, I just love Katie and she just makes me feel safe and... You know, she was the first person to kind of make me not feel ashamed of, you know, my differences. She says they're my superpowers and that just makes me cry. Oh, that's so cute. Anyway, she's just, yeah, and on the call, I was like, I'm so sorry. And she was like, no, please don't apologise, sweetheart. I mean, this fandom is, I mean, it's it's an interesting fandom, to say the least. It can be so hit and miss. It's so hit and miss. Like, obviously, um, I feel like you probably saw the drama surrounding um, that one massive tweet when Danny and Kevin posted their video from yeah. Africa. Um, well, obviously, people were pissing me the hell off. Uh, at the end of the day, they are people. We just have to respect them. If they want to be together... Then let them be together. Don't I know why would it's a massive like, step for Danny? Like she cheated on them. I know people and were like, like taking it so personal, and it's, and it's not like we hadn't known for months. Yeah, it was just because it was like confirmed, but this was them confirming it, and yeah, I just and I, I mean like, it was pretty much oh. confirmed after Kevin was in Paris. Yeah, literally. But not and at I the cop. I think as a fandom, we need to remember like what people stand for. 
So, for example, yesterday I saw a tweet saying, yeah, Fightmaster's music is ass, by the way. I don't know where our stands were lying to try to get a notice. And then I've seen someone who, you know, is a Charlotte um, KD account saying, but they still write music, question mark. Yeah, I can't even hold a note. And, like, people were just, like, being horrible in the comments. And I'm like, would KD stand for that? You know what I mean? Like... That's the thing. I think if some of, if people's like, if people, the people, people stand, if their stands saw the way some of them behave, mm-hmm. it's like, they'd be like, what the fuck? Like, some of them are so gatekeepy as well. Like, at, like the owner, them and like no one else can like them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I saw someone get a load of hate for not going to con. Yeah. Someone asked me why I didn't go if I love KD so much. I'm like, bitch. Because they announced KD two weeks before the con and no one had any money? Literally. And also, I can't just, you know, like with my medication and stuff and my needs, I can't just buy a ticket and go. No. It's got to be a prepared thing. So that's why I'm mm-hmm. starting preparing for FRR2. Yes, which we hope will be in the UK. And if, um, Dreamer, I highly doubt you listen to this, but please bring KD, please, I'll pay extra, I'll pay double, I will do anything. <laughs> to, all I want is just to meet KD once and just give her a hug, because, like, I can talk to her on, you know, cameos and whatever, but I just need to meet her in the person. Um, and please, Dreamer, we have to have a break for Lauren We have to take a little break. I, 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 I had a minor... Uh, near death experience there. <laughs> um, one of get the crash car. So I did actually come up with a question while we was um, while we stopped recording just for a sec. Um, so, with regards to obviously Charlotte King, yeah, um, I mean it's happened to multiple characters throughout the like throughout all of the storylines and stuff Mm -hmm. children in the greys verse Mm. and women who do not want children and not children yeah and like this is a repeated storyline it really not gets on my tits because it's not you know, where's the feminist vibes? You know, like, some people just don't want children, and that's fine. Uh-huh. But people then just have children to make their significant other happy, and that gets on my nerves. Yep. Because, um, I mean, we had Arizona. She yeah. didn't want kids. Yeah. And then um, she obviously, her and Callie had Sophia. Mm-hmm. Um... And, a pa- and literally overnight, she changed her entire mindset. Yeah, it was really and random. Charlotte didn't want kids. And then, obviously, yeah. Mason came into the picture. Yeah. Oh, and that was a bit different. Me. Yeah. But then, obviously, but, but, after Mason came into the picture, triplets. Yeah. Like, that's wild. And also, it really annoys me when people are like, but Charlotte King's a really good mum. Like, yes, she is. And she would be, but, like, that's not the point. Because it's not just that. Like, Amelia as well. Amelia was very... Yeah. She didn't want kids. And also, why the fuck 
did Link think, like, he thought Amelia's only purpose, or women, a a woman's only purpose is to marry and have kids. Like, why the fuck do you keep getting one under down on one knee, stand back up, sir, and go away? Because I think that's a recurring theme as well. Yeah, shut the fuck up. You know? Owen. Owen has that mindset as well. And I know we're coming more away from that now with Owen being very receptive to Leo and gender identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, my God, Owen yeah. genuinely, every time he met someone, he was like, have my babies. Yeah, like with Christina as well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, I, I... I think Grey's is such, and like the Grey's verse, is such a good show because it touches on things before it's even happened, like Katie said. So, mm-hmm. like, they had a transgender storyline in private practice, and at that yeah. time it wouldn't have necessarily been acceptable, or as acceptable as it is now. I just think it's a really fucking great show. Mm. Um, and then Katie's just made me feel safe ever since because I connect with her as much as I do Charlotte King. Mm. Um, and even more since I've spoke to her. Um, Honestly. I could cry. I'm going to book a cameo call with her soon. Mm. I think I am too. I think the main message of this one is Grey's Anatomy, stop giving women who don't want babies, babies. Yeah. And also, and I said at the time, they're going to queer bait with this. And what did they do? They queerbaited. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing with queerbaiting really gets on my nerves. You cannot queerbait as a light, a living, real human. Like, for example, Harry Styles, and d- these are just my examples, and Danielle Savory. You cannot, they're not queerbaiting. Uh, it's only fictional characters that can, you know, the show can queerbait. Mm-hmm. You can't fucking queer bit if you're a real person. Harry nope. isn't ready to come out yet. So it's very obvious Harry, like, has been in love with men, but he's never been in love with anybody publicly. And, like, the same with Danielle, with women. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't... We need to get this ideology out of our head that queer baiting is a real-life people thing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, it really gets on my tits. Like, who are you to tell someone their sexuality? Who are you to tell someone when they're ready to come out or not? And with sexuality, I dealt, like, now I'm, like, a big, open, crazy lesbian. But yep. it took me a long time to get to this. And I was so, I was looking back at my Snapchat memories, right, four years ago today, and I was so homophobic, but to push off the fact that I was gay. Mm-hmm. And I used to say to myself, and I used to cry about it all the time, like, please just be straight, please be straight. And I said to myself, I'll always pretend that I'm straight, I'll marry a man and I'll have kids. And then I realised when I was in hospital and I had a lot of time to think, there's no, I can't do this anymore. I have to stay, you know, true to myself and the pain it was putting my heart through. And, like, just the feelings, the internalised homophobia and the compulsory heterosexuality and stuff like that, it Mm -hmm. ate away at me. So, like, who are you to tell these people what they are and that they're any less queer because they went out with someone? So, like, Danielle's going out with Kevin. That doesn't mean she's not bisexual. That doesn't mean she's not queer. Or, like, Mm -hmm. 
Harry, he went out with Olivia Wilde. That doesn't mean he's not queer. Like, there's some... Like, my Harry fans out there, oh, my God. Like, me and Deanna talk about this a lot. Like, he's got a song that literally sings about gay sex. Like, people are so... It just aggravates me because you cannot queer bait as a... Like, you cannot tell someone they're queer baiting, a real human that they are queer baiting, to get money off. You're like, how will you ever know? Do you know what I mean? (laughs) My thing is, obviously, I have had relationships with both genders. I now have realised that I am a raging lesbian. Raging lesbian. Mm -hmm. And, um, but say, um, I had come out, when I came out as bi, I then only dated men. Yeah. That doesn't make me any less bisexual. Literally. And obviously I now realise that, no, raging lesbian. But that Uh, does not mean that I'm not. Exactly. And I've I've been with more men than I have women. Mm -hmm. But I now know I'm a lesbian and I know that I was doing all that stuff to just fit in. You know, in school when people were getting with guys at parties and stuff like that, I was just doing that to fit in. Um, Who are other people to tell you what you are and what you're not? Like, fuck them. Just fuck them. It it annoys me. Like, there's so many people in this fandom. And if you're listening and you're one of these people and you're shitting on other people, in my opinion, you don't belong in this fandom. Um, And... Also, the people that you stand would be really disappointed in you. So all the people that are slagging ER off, but stand Katie and Katerina, well, just get fucked. I have no words, because it just winds me up. And no. Like, you cannot say that real-life people, like, non-fictional people, just people that are queer-baiting, how can you say that? Like... Just um, like people say to me all the time, because I'm a crazy Harry fan, like crazy. Um, people say to me all the time, "Well, do you think he's actually gay?" And I say, "I don't know. I don't know what he is, and when he's ready to tell us, he will." Yeah. And like, also with the things he wears, that's not queer baiting because he's not conforming to society. He's just wearing no, whatever the fuck he wants. Him being comfortable. Yeah, people need to just relax. When did you first join the fandom? Like, on Twitter? Um, On Twitter? Mm -hmm. Well, I joined on... Let me look. Let me have a look. Um, So, I made my great account. Well, private practice account. September 2022, but... I've been on since, like, because I used to use my main account since March 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started making it. So I was looking back at my old edits the other day, and they're actually sickening. So if you, um, if you have seen my edits on Instagram, my old edits, is like wonderful. It was so shit, but it's okay. We love the prov- progression. We um, do. That's something um, I've learned as well. Yeah. Like, I've redone a couple of old edits recently. Yeah, and I'm, like, I'm going to do that. Holy shit. 
Like, holy shit, why did I use that text? Why did I think that looked nice? Why did I use that colouring? But, yeah, that's when I, like, properly joined. And then I... So I've been in lots of fandoms, and I've been, I was in the One Direction fandom. But I'm in, mainly in this um, private practice, Grey's, Grey's Verse, whatever, Harry mm-hmm. fandom... Um, I was in another fandom for what? What did I used to have a fan page for? Mav Murray. Do you have any parting words for the listeners? Booyaka. Um, <laughs> live your live your best life. Um, choose love. Um, you're never alone. Does get better. Treat people with kindness. I'll just say all the Harry Styles references. <laughs> um, it's the sign of the times. Um, stay golden. Have all the watermelon sugar. Because someone adores you. Um, um, yeah. The time yeah. under the canyon moon. Um, cooking side, bo- side boob turkle with a sea view. Um, <laughs> right. Go round and round satellite, guys. 